Hello, my filthy freakers. This is your dirty hippie host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his brown-stained beatnik, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story reinforces the idea you are what you eat. Tell your mother you're not a total slug. You'll move out of her cellar just as soon as she feeds you something a little more motivational. It all boils down to nutrition. Nutrition by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Sean was an ash tree, and unlike other ash trees, he was a visionary. Pretty much every tree out there had its roots in the dirt, and every tree out there grew up like a tree. And who the hell wanted to be a tree? Not Sean, apparently. The dirt was the problem, baby. Stick those roots in something else, and then things might start to happen. Sean hid in an alley and waited for his opportunity. Dennis the human happened to be walking by on his way home from work, and something about him looked remarkably nutritious. Maybe it was the dirt all over him. Dennis was a professional mud wrestler, and he hung his head in shame as he walked because tonight, for the first time ever, the mud had won the match and was now going home with Dennis to take a shower with him. But Sean was too proud to admit it was the dirt on Dennis that looked so good. He might have said it was that gleam in Dennis. Not the gleam in his eye, but the gleam inside his rather greasy ear. Whatever it was, Sean pounced. Hell, if mud could beat this guy, Sean could totally have his way with him. Of course, trees aren't known for their speed or agility. Years passed before that pounce was finished, but incredibly, Sean still caught Dennis as Dennis was walking to his current job as president of a bank. Sean had second thoughts now since Dennis was suddenly so clean, but Sean didn't have time for plan B at this point. He'd been locked into this one pounce since 1974. It all turned out great, though, because Dennis was so dirty on the inside. Sean sank his roots into Dennis like a vampire, bleach, tick, flea, or mosquito, if any of those had had roots, and immediately became the fastest tree on Earth as he raced to work on Dennis's back at the leaf-tearing speed of two miles an hour. It took a while for Dennis to notice that this 20-foot tree had attached itself to him. He might never have noticed if he hadn't had so much trouble getting onto the elevator, but the suddenly dynamic Sean scrunched up and they squeezed in. Already, Sean was becoming something that no tree had ever been. His pounce had left him starving after decades of naked roots, and he was feasting on the banquet that was Dennis the bank president. Already, Sean could move and bend and twist at what was considered super speed for a tree. He so wanted to head home to the forest and challenge his old tree enemies to a game of basketball. He'd kick their ashes. And that wasn't all. By the time the elevator stopped at Dennis's floor, Sean had already sprouted calculators from his flowers. Hey, cool, Dennis's staffers said. Can I have one? And they picked some calculators for themselves and their kids. Ow, Dennis yelled. Ow, cut it out. You're all fired. Which, of course, just gave them the incentive to pluck more calculators. What was he going to do, super fire them? And Dennis didn't have the strength to fight back because Sean was sucking him dry. In fact, before Dennis could finish his morning coffee, Sean the tree had absorbed all there had ever been of Dennis and some of what hadn't been, leaving a hole in the time-space continuum where Dennis had once existed. Sean had never felt better. He was walking on his own now and felt that, in a way, he was Dennis. He rehired everyone that Dennis had fired. The staff had a party and Sean even hooked up with Dennis's mistress. They all looked to the rip in time-space that used to be Dennis and said, Say it with me, folks. What an asshole. If this story rooted for you in the big game, you can unearth it and other horrible secrets at the URL of the Sinister Chevelle, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Do something in the comments for this post because you've stopped doing any goddamn thing there. Or Sam email me and we'll look like the letter S at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or Drive56 at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. On November 13th, the SF and SF Signal stood for Sexy Felix, the odd couple fanfiction blog that started it all at SFSignal.com. We admit we lean more toward the Tony Randall Felix than the Art Carney. We like to imagine 
imagine Tony's Felix naked and glistening in the sheen of a light coating of furniture polish. Of course, Jack's Felix is lemon-scented by definition. Make some mango magic of your own either in your garage or your local community college and create a piece of art that illustrates one of our fine stories. Send the JPEG to me with the understanding that I'll possibly post it in our Pick Hungry Man Gallery for some to see. Not for all to see. All seven billion of them would totally crash our servers. Tweet your pleats that all the most crisply pressed skirts once followed me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. If only they had been filled with people. I would have killed for some. This podcast hovers from a slender web, lip-smackingly close to the half-open mouth of a sleeping and heavily breath-sucking Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share-alike 3.0 unported license. Hey, did you happen to see the most beautiful Matthew Sanborn Smith in the world asking you, why don't the sheep ever put on wolf's clothing? Wouldn't that be kind of smart? Good night.